It's Friday, February 10th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, the Guardians made uh, a number of announcements in terms of players uh, on their roster and their 40-man uh, roster. We'll get to all of those uh, later, but the first, the big news right now, uh, just uh, announced last night, uh, the World Baseball Classic uh, teams, the 20 teams in the uh, the tournament, uh, announced their rosters, and uh, really there were some some big surprises as it relates to the Guardians uh, making uh, the 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 rosters for their home countries. Nine uh, Guardians players, technically eight if uh, if you don't include Aniel de los Santos, who uh, is as listed in the Dominican as a uh, as part of their pitchers pool, which means if the team advances into another round, he can be added to the roster uh, later on but initially won't be with the team in their pool play. Uh, the The surprising thing about the Dominican roster is uh, no Emmanuel Classe and no Jose Ramirez uh, on the team Dominican roster. Yeah, Joe, you know, we had thought that, uh, you know, in talking to uh, Terry Francona, you know, during, uh, you know, right around guard fest, you know, it sounded like Jose was making a lot of progress, that he was swinging the bat, you know, in, the, in his attempt to come back uh, from the, uh, from the uh, surgery on his right thumb. And uh, I thought, you know, it looked like all, it was a green light for him to play in, in the WBC. But as of now, th- that's not so. And I, I would imagine that thumb is playing a big part in that. And uh, in regarding uh, Class A, you know, led all the big, le- the big leagues with uh, 42 saves last year. And I, I had heard that, you know, since he signed that five-year deal right before the start of uh, last season, that uh, the, I think maybe, you know, because the Guardians showed a commitment to him, they did not want him uh, thrown in in the WBC. Now, that's just, you know, that's just me speculating, but, uh, you know, perhaps that's why we don't see his name on the list. Yeah, I, I, it makes more sense in terms of, you know, the, the contract sort of having some sort of effect on that. That's not to say that if uh, Class A was insistent upon you know, wanting to go out there and play that they wouldn't have probably let him. But, uh, you know, the 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 money is there. The commitment is there. I can see why the Guardians would be hesitant for the guy that throws 100 miles an hour plus, you know, more than anybody in the big leagues. Uh, I think uh, you want to be protective of your assets in that situation. And, and certainly that's the case. Now, uh, as far as Ramirez goes, uh, that's in no way an indication that there's been any sort of setback or any sort of you know, delay or anything like that. Uh, from all the indications we've gotten so far, it's that he's he's been you know full steam ahead and his uh, his rehab has been progressing. Uh, it just might be erring on the side of caution when you consider this is a guy who uh, you know up until he injured the thumb last year was you know elite level you know one of the best all around hitters and, and players in baseball. Uh, and then you know the numbers did take a, a considerable. Uh, turn after the injury, even though they were still pretty good, uh, they they want to see what he can do for for them uh, for a full full healthy season, which isn't something they've they've had you know two out of the last three years. Yeah, and you know if you know the contract came in came into a play with the Class A, I'm sure the contract came into play with with Jose as well. You know what, seven years or seven years, hundred forty one million dollars. That he signed in, uh, you know, at the, at the start of the last season, biggest contract in team history, 
and I think the only thing that really would holds you back from the WBC, Joe, is is an injury. And that, you know, obviously Jose's coming back from that surgery in November. So I think, uh, you know, probably, uh, like you said, uh, Cleveland wanted to err on the uh, side of caution. Yeah, the other name uh, that we already knew uh, going into this ahead of time, uh, Josh Naylor had said that he would not be participating for Team Canada. And we know that was a real disappointment for him because he he very much uh, was a part, it is a part of uh Canada baseball and and their junior national teams, their senior national teams uh, throughout the years. He's got a great relationship with the coaches there. Uh, I'm sure that he wanted to be on that roster. Uh, but uh, instead of Josh Naylor, you're going to get Bo Naylor. You're going to get uh, his uh, younger brother, uh, a catcher, uh, obviously rookie, uh, very young in his career. But uh, Bo Naylor will be on the roster, uh, one of three top 100 prospects uh, to make uh, a, a, a national team roster uh, for this tournament. Uh, Bo Naylor uh, will be, you know, uh, getting a, a chance to learn at the feet of some of these, uh, you know, top-level athletes. Yeah, Ernie Witt, you know, former uh, catcher, is the uh, is the uh, manager for Canada, so I'm sure he could help Bo. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, you know, I think it, it'd be a great experience for Bo. And uh, the, the one thing is, you know, I, I think this pretty much takes him out of uh, the uh, idea of him breaking camp with the with the big league club. You know, it looks like he'd probably for sure, you know, open the season at AAA just because, you know, you're going to miss at least a week, maybe, you know, 10, 12 days, in, you know, of camp that, you know, he really needs as a, as a, as a rookie. But I think, you know, in talking to him at GuardFest, Joe, you know, he had he had pretty much kind of set his mind. If he made the roster, he was going to play. And uh, I think the Cleveland, you know, agreed with him. And uh, it seemed like everybody was on board with the decision. Yeah, he had mentioned how, uh, you know, getting to Arizona early and, uh, you know, the, the coaches there and, uh, for Cleveland having, uh, you know, a plan set up and, a, and a, a sort of a regiment for him to get himself ramped up and ready so that he's, he's ready to go out there uh, and – and compete if he he's called upon in in this tournament. Uh, that's one of the things that made uh, we were talking to Tito made him a little bit nervous uh, about some of these younger the the prospects that are are, are going the younger guys uh, for Cleveland and and we'll get into the full list here in a second. But uh, you know with the younger guys who haven't really put their their bodies through this sort of thing uh, you know and playing in front of sixty thousand people and and all that kind of stuff and competing at that level. Uh, he said, you know, there, there's a, a little bit of apprehension because they're, they might not be ready for it yet. Yeah, you know, and I think, you you know, the adrenaline starts flowing and you, you want try to do too much. And, uh, you know, you, 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 you know, you all of a sudden you, you pull a hamstring, you, you know, you're injured your shoulder. You just you're just trying to you, you want to be, you know, in, in, in June form instead of when you're really, you know, this is just March. So or, or February. So, you know, you've got to be careful. And it, it, it you are right, Joe. I mean, young players have to kind of learn to rein themselves in. And I'm sure, um, you know, that. Uh, the the his uh, Bo Naylor's got some marching orders as all these guys do to as they go to the WBC teams and uh, you know the the Cleveland front offices talk to the uh, the people that run the the different organizations and you know they they're, they're kind of set limits on these guys you know playing li innings limits pitch limits you know how many you know that kind of thing. 
Yeah, and not all WBC teams are, are created equal, obviously. The uh, the Dominican team, the Puerto Rican team, the Japanese team are all going to have, you, you've got, I believe, uh, you know, top flight uh, amenities and uh, facilities and, and you know, uh, coaching staffs and, and everything to take care of them. Uh, some of these younger guys who were playing on some of these peripheral teams who don't really have a shot to uh, advance maybe out of the pool play system. Uh, I, I look at a, a guy like Josh Wolf, uh, who was one of the pitchers acquired in the Francisco Lindor trade. Uh, he's uh, playing, he's, he's uh, listed as a starter for Team Israel. Uh, and, and I can't imagine that, you know, that Team Israel's focus is as, uh, you know, m- maybe out there as, as maybe a Dominican or a, a Puerto Rican team would be at, at, at that time. Uh, also got to look at uh, Cade Smith, who's on the Canadian roster. Uh, this was a kid who pitched at Akron and uh, Columbus last year. And, you know, he's uh, also another young guy. Uh, this is and, and uh, he, along with uh, Diane Frias, the shortstop for Columbia. Uh, these are the guys that Tito was talking about when he says, you know, he doesn't want the young guys trying to do too much, like you said. Yeah, Diane Frias has had a you know really good winter ball season. Uh, he's an interesting guy. He, you know, he had a really good season. You know, last season in the minors. Uh, you know, fun guy to watch, I think. And uh, you know, another shortstop, probably <laughs> middle infielder. And yeah, Joe, I'm I'm sure. Uh, you know, you, they're going to have to. Uh, you know, you you have to be careful, but. I mean, you start playing for your country, you know, and things, your emotions sometimes get the best of you. So you got to control that. Yeah, their heart grows uh, two sizes that day when they step out on the field wearing uh, USA or or whatever country across their chest. Uh, So let's just go through the list real quickly. Uh, The Dominican Republic roster, Daniel De Los Santos, uh, right-handed reliever listed there. Uh, Colombia, Diane Frias, shortstop, and Mabry's Valoria. Uh, who was signed to a minor league contract with an invite to spring training. Uh, this is a guy who, you know, could be giving some uh, some catching depth uh, either at Columbus or, you know, somewhere along the line. Uh, a guy who, who was has uh, experience with Kansas City and uh, Texas in the majors. So uh, Venezuela, uh, the big one that we're all going to be keeping our eyes on, Andres Jimenez. Uh, he had committed uh, well, uh, you know, earlier, uh, a lot earlier during the season, actually, he committed to, to playing. Uh, he is going to be on manager Omar Lopez's uh, roster as a shortstop, not a second baseman, because you've got a, a Venezuelan second baseman sitting over there in uh, Jose Altuve, who's probably not going anywhere. So uh, Andres Jimenez and uh, Jose Altuve playing up the middle for Venezuela. Uh, Canada. We uh, we mentioned Canada having uh, Bo Naylor and uh, Cade Smith, the uh, the right-handed. Uh, he's listed as a starter. Uh, not listed as a starter is Cal Quantrill, another guy we're going to have to keep an eye on uh, in terms of uh, you know played played a significant role for the Guardians last season. And Cal Quantrill might be. You know, we can talk a little bit about what his uh, what his limitations might be uh, as a reliever there. Uh, the Netherlands lists Richie Palacios. As a second baseman, uh, Palacios playing, uh, getting an opportunity to play with his brother, Josh, who's an outfielder in the Pirates organization. Uh, and Israel, like we said, Josh Wolf, a right-handed starter. Uh, so there's there's the list of nine Guardians players who will be competing in the World Baseball Classic uh, as of right now. 
there might be changes. There might be additions uh, as we get closer to tournament time. Uh, I, I'll ask you, what do you think of first just starting out with Andres Jimenez uh, and playing shortstop and getting the opportunity there for Venezuela? Yeah, you know, I, I like the fact that uh, Jimenez, uh, you know, asked, uh, you know, like a couple, about a month, two months ago, he, he you know, he called uh, uh, Chris Antonetti and asked if he could go down to uh, Venezuela and play winter ball and get used to playing shortstop, you know, after playing second base all last season. So he's he's got his legs under him, Joe. It's not going to be like he's making a switch right now. So, you know, he, he's he been training with Venezuela, you know, Team Venezuela. So, you know, I feel pretty comfortable there that, you know, he's ready to play. He's in shape. He's going to play, you know, shortstop. And uh, he should be, uh, I, I think he'll be fine. And he's playing on a pretty good team. Like you said, Jose Altuve, his second, you know, the keystone combination. That's, you're not going to find much better than that. Yeah, and they've got Miguel Cabrera, the future Hall of Famer, in their lineup as well. Uh, just uh, a, a, a whole lot of talent up and down that Venezuela roster. Uh, they'll be fun to uh, to watch uh, as as the, the tournament uh, gets underway. And, you know, that's that, that's really one of the reasons why you tune in is to see guys like, uh, you know, um, Cabrera compete alongside, uh, you know, Luisa Rise, Avisel Garcia, Ronald Acuna Jr., uh, all on that uh, Venezuelan roster. Uh, I believe Sal Perez is one of the catchers on that roster. So uh, that's, uh, you know, <laughs> talk about a, a bunch of old guys. You got Cabrera and Perez right there. It's uh a uh, bunch of bunch of veterans as well. Uh, what do you think of the the, the pitching situation with Cal Quantrill? Uh, can this help him? Can this hurt him? Uh, last time the Guardians, uh, last time Cleveland had a significant pitcher uh, participate in the World Baseball Classic, it was uh, Andrew Miller uh, pitching in the 2017 edition. And t- Andrew Miller's 2017 season uh, was rocky to say the least in terms of knee injuries and, you know, fatigue and all that kind of stuff, uh, pretty much directly related to his, his use in, uh, in the, the postseason in 2016 and the 2017 world baseball classic. Yeah, Joe, I think uh, I like the fact that the, you know, Quantrill is going to, as listed as a reliever, you know, I think uh, maybe he'll come out and, you know, piggyback after one or two of the starters. I don't think he's going to be, you know, overused, I'm sure uh, Cleveland has, you know, given Canada specific instructions on how to use him. And his dad's, you know, going to be one of the pitching coaches, Paul Quantrill. I'm sure he's not going to let his kid, uh, you know, you know, take <laughs> take an unnecessary risk here. And because, you know, Cal Quantrill is one of the, uh, an emerging starting pitcher in the big leagues, really, you know, one of the better ones. Won 15 games last season, pitched 186 in the third innings. What made, uh, I think he made like 32, 33 starts. I mean, this guy is on the rise. So, you know, you know, it's great to pitch for your country. You want to do well, but you're not going to, you know, take on any unnecessary chances. I don't know, man. I, you know, when I got my kid out there on the mound, I'm going to let him go as many innings as I possibly can. Uh, I want to see him punch out 20 guys and, you know, uh, get a win under his belt. But again, you're right. I think cooler heads will prevail. Uh, and, and don't ever let me make decisions when it comes to uh, arm arm health. Uh, history has shown that's a, that's a bad idea. Uh, but I, I will say this. Uh, I think Cal Quantrill 
uh, if he takes the attitude that he took uh, during the 2021 season uh, when, you know, it was, I'm going to do everything I can to help the team win no matter what, uh, whether that's in the bullpen, whether that's in the starting rotation. And, you know, he just sort of attacked it and consumed it in that season. It made him a better pitcher. It made him, uh, and it showed his teammates what kind of a competitor he is. And those those guys have run through a wall for Cal Quantrill uh, at any point last season. So uh, I think, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a really good thing to see. Uh, at least if that's the idea, if it's the idea is to start him, uh, you know, to bring him out of the bullpen and or maybe piggyback him, you know, and, and limit his innings. Uh, I'm sure that the the Guardians will be on board with that. Uh, so that that's sort of a look, a brief look. We're going to get a lot deeper into discussion about the World Baseball Classic and uh, sort of the the rosters and the you know how it sets up and the pool play and who the favorites are and all sorts of. Uh, the the ins and outs of it uh, here in the weeks to come, uh, probably beginning next week. But uh, before we do that, uh, there were a bunch of roster moves uh, today for the Guardians. Uh, Cleveland uh, made, uh, you know, at least, you know, they made a trade and they made, uh, you know, one pickup, uh, I, I believe. Uh, and uh, the, the the Will Benson trade, I believe, uh, happened uh, also on uh, on Wednesday night. And we, we haven't even talked about that. Yeah, it started Wednesday night, Joe, when uh, they traded Will Benson, their number one pick in uh, 2016 uh, to, uh, well, 2014, I think. Well, well, their number one pick, you know, uh, they traded him to Cincinnati for uh, Justin Boyd, uh, the Reds' uh, number two pick last season, and, um, and a player to be named. Uh, you know, I think uh, Benson, you know, Joe, to me, he kind of ran into a numbers problem. There was just wasn't a whole lot of playing time for him. You know, he had a decent year at, at AAA last year, but, you know, he really didn't get a whole lot of at-bats in Cleveland just because, you know, they were going down the stretch, trying to win, trying to win, trying to get into the postseason. And, and you, you know, you've got uh, Quan in left, uh, Strawn center, Oscar Gonzalez, you know, really took over in right field. And, you know, all of a sudden they had one, two, almost too many outfielders. And, and Benson, you know, was a guy that, you know, I think he had a decent year at AAA Joe last season, but he kind of never, you know, he never kind of lived up to, uh, you know, that that number one status to me. You know, he's a big left-handed hitter, uh, a lot of swing and miss, and uh, he kind of reminded me a little bit of, uh, you know, Nolan Jones and and Bradley Zimmer, and uh, we all know what happened to those guys. Right, yeah, the organization uh, moved on. Uh, to me, it, it, it was, like you said, a numbers game, but I think this is a really good opportunity for Will Benson to go down uh, to Cincinnati and and play there, uh, where there there won't exactly be a lot of pressure on on that team in in, in with that roster. I mean, he could he can take his time and, and sort of come into his own. I think a little bit uh, in in that organization and and get the opportunity where there wasn't going to be an opportunity, like you said here in Cleveland. Uh, I think the Guardians outfield, uh, at least going into the season, is set with Quan and Straw and Gonzalez uh, and and Will Brennan uh, looking like he's a strong candidate to be the the, the primary backup there. Um, yeah, Benson wasn't going to get on the field. He wasn't going to be given the chance to develop at the major league level uh, in, in, unless one of those guys got hurt or you know, uh, something unforeseen happened in, in terms of their productivity. 
so so yeah, this this might be a, a win win. And really the 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 trade to 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 get the the Oregon State uh, outfielder um, that's it's just a shell game. You you move one piece that had sort of timed out for you, uh, and and you know they had, you already started his clock at the major league level, uh, and you you bring in another piece that you can put in the uh, the the low minors and have him work his way up before you have to you know add him to a roster or, or make any moves with him. Yeah, that's a good point, Joe. And, you know, I think Benson, if you give him a chance to play every day, you know, and especially in that ballpark, in Cincinnati's ballpark, oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. he's got power. That's a launching pad down there. You know, we've seen him play center field. I love them in center field or right field, wherever. You know, he's 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 a great athlete. He can run. He's got a good arm. He can go get the ball. And maybe you're right. You know, give him a chance to play every day and uh, let him uh, kind of Dive, you know, uncork some of that power because what he hit 17 home runs in AAA last year. So maybe, maybe the hopefully this this is a good a good opportunity for him. Yeah, and and just an all around swell guy. He, I mean, just a nice kid, uh, super polite, always accommodating in, in terms of uh, approachable in the in the clubhouse. Uh, it, it, for for as as much of an opportunity as he didn't get at the major league level, it was still nice to be able to, you know. Uh, Get him off in a corner, talk to him, and and get his thoughts on things. Uh, he was, uh, you know, certainly a, a a great guy to deal with in terms of uh, the media and reporters. Uh, as as far as the other moves they've made, uh, you know, a couple of pitchers here and there. Uh, they also uh, acquired and added a a guy on waivers from uh, the the White Sox. Yeah, they claimed uh, a a pitcher, Jason uh, Billis, on uh, on waivers from the White Sox. Um, you know, they've got, uh, they, and, a another pitcher, a lefty Philip deal. Um, and, uh, you know, they added, uh, Dustin Knight, a, a third pitcher, you know, uh, that, uh, was, was a free agent from Tampa Bay. Uh, and they also added a catcher, Zach Collins, you know, that, you know, is, I think guardians fans know pretty well. He, I think he spent, you know, the first four, five, six years of his career with, with the White Sox kind of bounced around a little bit uh, last season with, uh, with Toronto and, and, and Pittsburgh, um, you know, has, has a little bit of power, uh, go to camp all, and all four of these guys are going to, uh, camp on minor league deals and big league camp, I should say. Right. I, 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 I believe, uh, Billis, they added to the 40 man. And the other guys will be as, as non-roster invitees. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Thanks. So, so the roster's at 40 heading into camp and uh, they've got about 18 guys uh, as, as spring invitees. And we've been through the list uh, of those guys, but uh, really if we're looking for camp battles and we're looking for uh, position battles, there are, Precious few to be had, maybe some in the bullpen, uh, and that's about it right now. Yeah, in the bullpen, Joe, and I, th- I think, though, you know, the catching spot, you know, I uh-huh. guess we've got to see how Mike Zanino comes to camp, how healthy he is, if he's, if he's you know, if they've got to slow play him for a while. But the backup catching job, you know, I I think is is kind of, you know, up in the air, especially with Naylor and Maybreeze, you know, or Valoria, you know, playing in the WBC. Uh, you know, so that takes two, two, those two guys out of the competition. You've got, you know, now you've got Collins and uh, Cam Gallagher 
And uh, I, I think David Fry or, or you know, those three guys kind of competing for for the the backup catching job. Yeah, those first couple of weeks of uh, pitchers reporting and, uh, you know, the workouts getting underway, those those catchers get uh, uh, get worn out there uh, and, and you need a lot of bodies and you need a lot of uh, people to be around. So uh, it be interesting to see how they work it in. But uh, I'm sure Tito and the coaching staff have a, a real good plan and a real good uh, grasp of it and uh, a good handle on it. All right, Hunter, that's going to wrap it up for uh, this week's edition of the latest edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll be back on Monday. I'm sure we will have some uh, stuff to talk about with the WBC and uh, the latest developments for the Guardians as we get closer and closer uh, to spring training. Probably, what, what, what do we only got, uh, you know, four or five days now before uh, we, we we won't have, you know, before it, baseball's back. It's uh, the, the pitchers and catchers report. So we're, yeah, uh, we're looking forward to it. It's close right now, Joe, for sure. I think it's, well, it depends. I guess you can, they were reporting the 13th, February 13th and the 14th. So there's there's not a, exactly a, a, a pitchers and, and catchers, you know, opening, you know, a single reporting date. At some point next week, by this time, we will have players on the field, pitchers and catchers, doing what pitchers and catchers do. And we can't wait. Uh, we'll talk to you then. 